What up? We are back again today in the studio, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today. Uh, once again, broadcasting from the beautiful Pacific Northwest, Portland area. Happy to be here. Happy to be with each and every one of you, uh, wherever you are listening at. Uh, hope to make your day a little bit better. It is the holiday season. We're recording this on uh, Christmas Eve, so feels great to... Uh, you know, uh, spend the holidays, and I, I wish every single one of you a, a happy holidays, and hopefully that uh, this holiday season meets all of your uh, greatest wishes and uh, to your heart's desire. All right, so we're going to break this down. Not going to be a super long episode today, uh, just because really we're we're nearing the end, uh, the semifinals in the FCS and the championship. So not a lot left to go over, and uh, I'm excited to to bring this. To you, so here we go. Let's break it down. For those of you who follow the FCS, uh, we had a game. We had two games last Saturday. Uh, we had North Dakota State playing Montana State and James Madison taking on Weaver State. North Dakota State won by a score of forty-two to fourteen, and James Madison won by a score of thirty-two fourteen. So both Big Sky teams only putting up fourteen points. Uh, probably goes down as the hardest conference in the nation. I think this year uh, by far it uh, was very difficult uh, to run the gauntlet there with Montana, Sacramento State, Weaver State, and Montana State, uh, the big boys at the top. Along with uh, North Dakota, even though they weren't technically affiliated with the Big Sky this year, they played a lot of Big Sky teams, uh, and a lot of Big Sky teams played them. So it was definitely difficult uh, for members of the Big Sky this year, but congratulations to them. They were bounced. So we're going to break it down uh, a little bit. Now, for those of you uh, who follow this show a lot, we we talked about last week uh, what needed to happen. In order for Montana State to win. And because I didn't want to be just like everybody else and just say, you know what, I want to go with North Dakota State and James Madison, even though that was the most likely uh, of scenarios, I went with Montana State, right? Now, deep down, I knew North Dakota State was going to win, but I gave some keys to the game. And I really thought that there could have been an upset. We've just played well, but I kind of felt that James Madison uh, was going to be superior you know, against them, but North Dakota State, uh, I told you guys, or well, we had this discussion, right, last week, that if Isaiah Fonse had over 100, 120 yards rushing, that they were going to win, a really good chance to win, if they dominated time of possession by five minutes, that they were going to win, which, you know, that would be difficult against a North Dakota State team, uh, even in a realm of three to five minutes, you probably are going to get the, the win there, and, uh, you know, they don't turn the ball over they don't make the mental mistakes like they have in the past and uh you know a couple of those things went their favor a couple didn't and i think that's overall what ended up happening uh isaiah fonse only ran for 60 yards uh which is tough uh in north dakota state has a great rush defense so it'll be really interesting to see you know what is going to happen once uh james madison plays them but very very good rush defense they're ready for him uh time of possession montana state actually won by by uh 30 to 34 and uh, north dakota state 29 to 26 so virtually uh identical time of possession so it was kind of a null there uh took a rovig through for 150 yards passing uh, i think he needed a little bit bigger of a game but the thing is the biggest play or the biggest 
uh, key to this game was Trey Lance. Now, everybody has been so high on him throughout the entire season, and I was like, you know what? I got to see it. I got to see it. I got to see it. I continue to say that. I need to see a big game from him. Uh, you know, against Illinois State the first time, he had an okay game. Against uh, South Dakota State, didn't play particularly well over the last you know, three or four games. SIU uh, to Nickel State to uh, Illinois State again. I was like, I wasn't really impressed. Now, I'm going to give freshmen the benefit of the doubt, right? Now, number one, you can't just uh, crown a champion and say, you know what, this is our guy. He's not going to do anything wrong because, quite frankly, uh, a lot of these younger quarterbacks, they make those those younger quarterback mistakes, and that's just how it is. And there's nothing that you can do uh, to prevent that except coaching, right? Just teach them and, and hope that they, they pick it up. But, you know what, freshmen are going to make freshman mistakes. I was impressed with Trey Lance and his play. I feel like this was the game, his coming out party to the FCS. Everyone was raving about how good he was, but look, he went 15 of 21. That means he only missed uh, six of his passes, which is incredible, threw for 223 yards and three touchdowns. Personally, I think this was his best game of his career yet uh, that I've seen him play. You know, I'm sorry, if you're putting up uh, points against, you know, Butler, I don't think uh, you really get the benefit of the doubt to, you know, that you're going to be a world beater, that you're going to beat out every single person. No, that's not my opinion. But you know what? I was impressed with Trey Lance and his play, and I think his play elevated the team uh, in in the big games or in the games that he's played well. North Dakota State thrives in the games he doesn't play well. Uh, it's it's close. I mean, obviously they're undefeated, so they've won every single game, but it's a lot closer. Uh, I feel like last week. And the week before, and the week before that, showed the the adversity that I always talk about, the adversity factor that I talk about. Talk a little bit about that with you know Ohio State, Clemson, LSU, uh, and Oklahoma. But uh, the adversity factor being you know you you were put in a tough position, you were down points, and, and you battled back, right? Which Know, things like that can happen. Uh, Montana State played well. Uh, they did not have any penalties, I believe. I don't think they had any turnovers, or they might have had one. I didn't really uh, check on that. But they're ready to build for next season, and I'm excited to see where these guys can go. Two seasons in a row, they've been bounced against North Dakota State, one in the second round, this time in the semifinals. Uh, you know, congratulations for getting there. And and uh, it's a lot easier to recruit when you can get to that, that position. I think that uh, the coaches there are doing a tremendous job. We'll be sure to have them uh, back on probably uh, April, May, June time to talk a little bit about this upcoming season. Uh, the next season, well, uh, well, with Montana State, they're, uh, they're done now. Uh, but the next game they'll be playing against is LIU Post. We'll tell you guys the rest of the schedule just to kind of you know send them off correctly because they, they did play well, uh, just not good enough to beat the mighty North Dakota State Bison. They play LIU Post. They play at Utah. Home against Dixie State, which is my alma mater. A uh, big shout-out to them, Dixie State entering the FCS this next year, so we'll be breaking down uh, their games and uh, bringing them on the show as well. Uh, at Portland State, home against UNCO, home against Cal Poly, at Weber State, uh, home against Idaho State, at EWU, uh, home against Idaho, and at Montana to finish off the season. And uh, anyway, but this is what very impressed with Montana State's play. We... Uh, 
We will be moving on to the James Madison and Weaver State game now, but congratulations to the Bobcats uh, and everything that they were able to accomplish. North Dakota State, we'll break it down a little bit later in this podcast, give you guys kind of the key players, a championship preview, uh, and release our championship prediction. Uh, Maybe not the score per se, but uh, overall what we think is going to happen. So uh, excited to, to... to cover Montana State this next year. Uh, so moving on, we'll be talking about James Madison and Weaver State. Now, James Madison won by a score of 30-14 to 14 against Weaver State. Now, I have been reading a lot about this game in particular with James Madison against Weaver State, some of the things that uh, Ogden has put out, some of the things that uh, some national media guys have said about it, and obviously the James Madison uh, faithfuls and the loyal people they have over there. I've read a lot about this game, and I want to break it down like this. Uh, people in Ogden, Weaver State did something that they had never done before. So number one, you got to be happy. Um, throughout the entire year on this show, we had number we had Weaver State number three. Really, they didn't drop. I mean, preseason, I believe we had them like nine. Uh, we brought them as high as three. Uh, I actually may have put them at number two at one point, uh, just to mix things up. But we'll go back and and make sure we get those official things right. But Really, Weaver State was probably the third best team in the nation. I think in a head-to-head battle, I think that they beat Montana State. I think it would be a really good team, a really good game, and two really good teams, but I really think Weaver State would have came out on top. But I believe there were a few key factors that went into this game for the reasons why why it happened the the way it did. Number one, uh, you can't go down 10 nothing to James Madison. Number one, it was at home, and you were on the road. You can't go down 10 nothing. And, you know, everyone was freaking out. Uh, Jay Hill was a little hard on himself after the game, saying that, you know what, he should have, uh, you know, not taken the timeout. But you want to know, nine times out of ten, a head coach takes a timeout and ices the kicker. Literally nine times out of ten. Now you could have done it a little bit earlier, so he wouldn't have got the, sh- the, the kickoff, and maybe he wouldn't have ran his other people out, and uh, the coverage was different than, the- you, you rush people out there. It was absolutely crazy. You know what, no fault there. But but really, I want to look at that. You can't go down 10 nothing. Now, their offense was what their offense was. But when Josh Davis came out on that field, it was an entirely different spark. I had said it, I tweeted it, and, I had, and I've watched enough Weaver State football games, mainly because they, you know, they're in the area and it's really easy to, to get them on, on the Big Sky network and stuff like that. But, you know, I was really able to, to watch it, to depict it. I've been to their games live. And when Josh Davis is out there, Weaver State plays better. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a spark, a leadership, that he, a quality that he has, the linemen block better, that it opens more things up for Jake Constantine and the wide receivers. It really just, and I feel like even to a point, the defense plays harder. Now, it's going to be a big, you know, big hit with Jonah Williams and Adam Rodriguez moving on, but virtually everyone outside of those two is coming back on this defense. We talked to Coach Matt Hammer at the first of the year. He said, we're really young outside of those two guys. So it was good to see them and what they're going to be able to do and to mentor those younger kids. I'm really excited uh, to to keep on following this team and where they go. But Weaver State fans, you cannot feel dejected. You cannot feel uh, bad about this loss. You need to be excited and uh, ready to go for this next season because I think this is the, the, the season where Weaver State could potentially make it to the natty. 
I really think that, you know, they got to get a little bit more height on the corners or just be able to bracket coverage a little bit better because, you know, Riley Stapleton did a uh, tremendous job at really just, I mean, Ben Danucci was just throwing the ball out up sometimes and he was just going up and getting it. And, uh, so that was kind of my thoughts for Weaver State. Now, it happened in the North Dakota game. Uh, number 80, uh, goodness, I can't remember his name, but uh, he was a big wide receiver He uh, for, for North Dakota, and it was the same thing. They were throwing it up to him, allowing these deep balls, and that's kind of what James Madison did. They had that that thing. You know, run defense, James Madison really didn't run very well outside of Ben DiNucci. Uh It's hard to ha- when you have a quarterback that can get out and scramble like that. Uh, I thought they did a tremendous job. Again, no penalties against Weaver State. James Madison had a few, uh, a couple of, you know, extracurricular stuff, but nothing to worry too much about. But if I am, if I'm Weaver State, I feel excited about, what is going to happen or going forward into this next year. Uh, so they're done for the season. We'll break down James Madison after this. But, um, I mean, let me make sure. Yeah, I overall impressed. And uh, the score, had they not spotted them 10 points, it would have been 20-14, to 14, which would have been a completely different game. Another good thing about these two teams that I really like, and I'm going to leave it at this, is that both of these teams have decided that they're going to be playing each other, I believe in 2022 and 2023. Uh, it's a couple years out, but these teams decided to play each other. Weaver State challenged themselves with not one but two FBS opponents and Northern Iowa, who was also a playoff team. This team is not scared to go out and play the best of the best. So when they get to the playoff time, they're ready for it. And James Madison really is, you know, best of the best. And I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this team goes. Now, next year, uh, their schedule goes as follows at Wyoming, at UNI, home against UC Davis, at Cal Poly, home against Dixie State, again, uh, alma mater there, uh, home against Montana State, at EWU, Idaho State, home against Portland State, at SUU, and home against UNCO. So they only have one FBS opponent in this next year, uh, and they do have Northern Iowa, which will probably be a top 15 team. Uh, I really like this Northern Iowa team coming back this next year. And then Dixie State, obviously, uh, for those of you who don't know about Dixie State, uh, they're moving to, uh, well, we're moving, I'm, I'm still there. We're moving to Division One, and uh, we're going to be FCS independent because we are, all the other sports will be participating in the, in the WAC conference, but where the WAC does not sponsor football, any longer they have been they've been uh, elected to go independent and uh you know it's good that we were state is playing them you're going to say well you know this is a d2 team going d1 how good are they going to be we don't really know a lot about this team but it's good to kind of build this uh kind of rivalry i guess you know state of utah we have weaver state suu and dixie state all playing at the fcs level uh snow college down a little bit uh and, you know, they're a junior college, so they're on a different level. So it's good to kind of get, you know, more uh, football here in the state of Utah. Excited that they're going to be playing them uh, for the next few years. But that's kind of what we're looking forward to. Uh, once Josh J- Davis gets healthy, uh, I'm expecting, you know, big things to come out of this Weaver State football team. Now on James Madison. I believe that these this team is very, very good on script. The first quarter they played basically flawless. Now... Off the script, uh, you know, when you had to make adjustments, they did a pretty good job as well. I think uh, you got to remember this is a team that put up 66 against Monmouth. Uh, they did put up 17 against Northern Iowa, but they held them to zero points, which is extremely impressive. But their offense 
is very, very good. Uh, I like the little uh, slot receiver Polk. He's really good. Riley Sableton, obviously, Beninucci, and uh, their plethora of backs as well. Uh, those are going to be some of the key players that we're looking forward to uh, in you know, the national championship. I think that James Madison looks very complete. Uh, the, I believe the announcer said there wasn't one, like, underclassman on the de defense or something crazy like that. Like, this team is built to win a national championship. I really like it, especially first-year coach as well. Uh, you know, the my, I believe Mike Houston is his name that was there before moving on to Eastern Carolina or East Carolina. Excited to see where this team can go. I do like the Dukes. I'm not going to lie. And it's not just because I want parity or I only want, you know, a certain team to win or whatever, or I've been against North Dakota State. It's just we've seen this North Dakota State script before. And so we'll break down the championship game after this break, but I'm really impressed uh, on script. James Madison did a tremendous job. Their defense is stout. They have some, they have some, uh, they have a couple guys in the secondary that, you know, they're next level guys. You're going to be seeing them, uh, their number on Sunday. So be sure to watch out for them coming into the Natty. And uh, I don't know uh, how well Trey Lance is going to be able to read those defenses uh, if they sit back like that and be ball hawking safeties like they have been in cornerbacks. All right, so we're going to step aside. Uh, we'll, we'll break now after the break. We'll bring it back to a little bit of a championship preview. We've talked about, you know, all four teams, uh, what we've got going forward. You know, we were seeing Montana State. Sorry, had to get bounced now. But uh, excited to have you guys, you know, bring them back on the podcast. Talk to them uh, in 2020. And then, you know, we'll break down this JMU and DSU game going forward. A lot of other people are doing it. I want to give you my two cents on that. And then we'll send it off and wish you guys a very, very happy holiday. So stay tuned after the break. All right, now back after the break, uh, just going to send it off uh, this wonderful holiday season with this final little bit of podcast. Actually, probably our last FCS podcast of 2019. I don't know if we're going to do another one, uh, depending on when we get back down to St. George. Got a little bit of holiday travel left, but you know, we're up here in the Pacific Northwest. Like I said, it's a beautiful place. Uh, need to come up here and check it out, but we got to travel back down south. Uh, so it kind of depends. Uh, Hopefully, we'll be able to release our All-Americans, uh, first team, second team, third team, probably, or maybe we'll just do it by conference. Uh, need to talk to uh, the production team there, uh, what we kind of want to do. But if this is the last one of 2019, I hope it's been a great year for you. It's been insane for me. Uh, started the podcast back. Our first one started in April, which is absolutely insane uh, that we've come this far. Uh, made some really big strides. We love all the listeners that we have. Hopefully, we can continue this F. CS and FBS kind of uh, level that we have and continue it in, you know, through the off season. Obviously, probably won't be doing one every week, but uh, there's so much to be talked about. People don't realize with college football, like we already have, you know, early signing period, you know, signing national letter of intent. We have recruitment and then we have spring camp back, you know, starting in March, some of them, uh, first March towards the end of March into April and stuff like that. There's so much. And then it's back again into the summer. What? you know, predicting what's going to happen. We're going to see the draft, see who we got leaving uh, the FCS and, and going into the draft. Those kinds of things are things that people totally pass over and we want to provide you guys here. Remember, I believe that, you know, it does not matter the size of the school, but college football should be covered thoroughly on both the FBS and the FCS level. And, uh, I mean, how many people do we know that are out there playing in that from the FCS out there and you you know pick him up on your fantasy you might learn a little bit about his history you might hear that this guy's a legit baller uh you know Carson Wentz North Dakota State 
Jimmy Garoppolo, Eastern Illinois. Those kind of things that you're like, oh, wow, you're right. They did play there. Well, I've never heard of that. Well, you know, North Dakota State, you probably did. But those kinds of things is what we want to provide you guys. But it's been a fun ride. Thank you guys for all the support. So now let's get into the national championship game. Both of these teams have been here before. Both of these teams know what it takes to win. Uh, North Dakota State, obviously, uh, with you know the tradition of winning and, and all this stuff, and they've been good for numerous years. What's going to happen? You know, this time around, can this team get over the hump? Now, James Madison, this is starting to come in. You know, starting to be a budding rivalry, right? You know, here it is to to see who's going to win. And here's my two cents. Last year, James Madison lost to Colgate. Ben DiNucci threw five interceptions. And since then, yeah, I don't even think he's, he has five picks on the season. I mean, he has absolutely became flawless and very efficient. And that Colgate team had a really tough defense. So you know what? Props to you, Ben. I think that if he plays at the level that he's played throughout this playoffs, he they look like they're on a mission. More so, even more than North Dakota State. Now, a lot of people are like, well, North Dakota State is a machine, blah, blah, blah. And they are. Don't get me wrong. But again, it goes back to this adversity factor. And partly because I want to kind of mix it up. A lot of people, you know, North Dakota State, North Dakota State, North Dakota State. They just send them as their number one. They don't even they don't even think about it, right? Or they don't even think about who they're going to take in the national championship. And that's why I took Montana State last week because I thought, you know what? If this is going to be a week to be upset, it could be. I wanted to see adversity. There hasn't been as much adversity as what I want to see. Uh, Illinois State game came close. They did face a little bit. But James Madison, they played West Virginia. They had a little bit tougher of a schedule. Played in the CAA. Really some tough games that they had to play there. You know, overtime wins. They've been able to put up a ridiculous amount of points in the playoffs, which, you know, 66 on a Monmouth team, uh, 17 on a really good Northern Iowa team, and then 30 on a really, really staunch Weaver State defensive team. I want to go with this. I'm going to be taking Ben DiNucci and the James Madison Dukes for a couple of reasons. Because they've been there, they I feel like they want it more. They know the sorrow of defeat. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing to always win, but you know, first year coach at North Dakota State, first year coach at James Madison, both they know what it's like. One has one loss, one has zero losses. I'm just gonna go and and, and I know both teams have been there. They have the same amount of experience. I'm gonna go with the senior at quarterback over the freshman at quarterback to win. And I know that kind of sounds crazy. I know I've really been hard on Trey Lance, and I just talked about how great he played uh, to start off you know, this podcast and how it was the best game of the season. Yeah, that was the game they needed to win. That was their game. It's on a neutral site. The Fargo Dome has no effect here. It's going to be neutral. No one, you know, Frisco, Texas, they might travel a little bit less than James Madison, but hey, this neutral site, you're not going to have any kind of advantage there. I'm going to go with James Madison Dukes. Their speed in the secondary and their defensive line is what's going to make the difference. I don't know. I don't think North Dakota State's offense is as good as James Madison's defense. James Madison's defense is tremendous. Now, no knock against North Dakota State. Their defense is great as well. They've done some really great things in the playoffs. But... I think that I would take the experience of Ben DiNucci, the sorrow that he felt in that, that Colgate lost, Riley Stapleton, Polk, and all of their backs to make sure that they get the win. I hope that 
that they're able to to do this. Now, I want to release this. I think it's going to be a score of 30 to 27. I think that, I, I believe the over-under right now is set at 55. I want to take, obviously, uh, I'm going to be taking about 57. I will take the over. I think it's going to be really fun. I think it's going to be a really, really close game. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. I think there's going to be a drive that James Madison sets that's going to be kind of, you know, the, the, the game winner, the win-all, if you want, if you really want to say that, right? That is my prediction. I'm not a North Dakota State hater. A couple people have, have messaged me and asked me why. No, I don't, but I think there could be an upset. I think there is a little piece of the armor that isn't as strong as what we think. And I think next year, you know what? Trey Lance comes back, you know, cleans up a little bit on a few of the mistakes that he's made this season, I genuinely think that North Dakota State is going to continue this dynasty for three, four, four or more years. They always reload. They're a machine. They're an amazing team. I'm going to be taking the Dukes in this game. 30-27. There it is. Here's our final prediction. If we're right, we're right. There it is. Uh, throughout the playoffs, we've done pretty good. We're over 50%. Uh, so feeling pretty good about that. Uh, we're sitting around 62%, I believe. So there it is. Here is, that was our last FCS prediction of the year. You know, make sure to watch out for Trey Lance. He's he's obviously been playing extremely well. Uh, Christian Watson, the wide receiver out there. Uh, also a big playmaker. And then the other people we've mentioned, uh, James Madison. And their defense, both teams have tremendous defense. But I think it's going to be a really fun uh, game to watch. Alright, so this has been our final FCS podcast of the year. Our FCS semifinal uh, recap and championship preview. Uh, hope you guys have liked the ride. Continue to listen to us. Uh, we're going to continue to innovate here at Get the Ball Rolling. Uh, talk about things that you know are different. Uh, hope that everyone continues to get our name out there. Uh, we're getting bigger and better, and I'm loving it. And I'm loving uh, all the feedback and all the fans that we have out there. So uh, next time we're going to be releasing, I believe on Friday we'll be releasing our. Uh, FBS podcast, so be sure to tune in for the next week of bowl games. Uh, not doing super hot on my bowl picks, but doing pretty good in the FCS. But, uh, you know, be sure to tune into that and continue to follow us uh, throughout uh, the season. So thank you guys. Uh, again, have a very happy holiday season. Uh, I hope it's amazing. I hope everyone uh, continues to cherish this special time of year. I love it. Uh, you know, football winding down. We got playoff football going uh, on really all three levels, FCS, FBS, and then soon the playoffs. Excited for all of that uh, and excited to see what will bring in, what will happen in 2020, what will ring in the new year. Now, just to remind you guys that the championship, the national championship game will also be played on January 11th on ABC. So be sure to tune in. We've got a couple weeks to prepare. All right. So this has been it. Until 2020 FCS fans, unless you listen to the FBS podcast. Until 2020 FCS, let's keep the ball rolling.